Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. It's Kim and Eden. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hi, Kim. So excited to be here. And we have a very special guest, and we're going to get right into it. So, Eden, why don't you introduce her? Yeah. So, we have Alicia Das. I didn't ask you how to pronounce your last name. Is it Das? It's Das, like rock. Yeah. Okay. Alicia Das Hayes. And she's a spiritual counselor, a seminar leader, and a spiritual dance facilitator. Um, She has a doctorate in counseling. And um, I know that she talks to, I I believe she talks to, or she she channels uh, angels. Am I correct on that? Well, I can speak the angelic language and hear it. And um, hopefully I'm channeling spirit more than angels, but sometimes spirit comes through angels. Yeah. Okay. So that, I think that was important to say. Um, and then along with um, doing those things, she's also works with groups and individuals of all faiths and paths to transform her their lives and guide them to recognizing the divine within them. Um, so welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And we're excited. Um, it was you. hard to, hard to, um, to get in touch with you. I don't even know if you know that. <laughs> But so it's, it's even more of a privilege to have you today. Well, I'm yeah. very happy to be here. Yeah, we're, we love following you on social media. You have the most beautiful videos and posts. And our podcast and our listeners are all about spirit communication and um, consciousness and love to know more about angel communication. So we're very excited to know more from you. Tell us how you got started and what you do and what does it mean to you? Well, I, I got started on my spiritual path. Really, um, it really, it's been my entire adult life. And even as a child where I would communicate with spirit, communicate with angels. I would know things that I couldn't know. And it would, you know, it would kind of scare people. And, and it really, so I didn't really start expressing it until I was out on my own and in California where, you know, that kind of thing is, is much more received. Um, <laughs> so I, I started, I was, uh, became ordained, gosh, forever and ever. And I was 25 and uh, and was very, you know, pretty much lived in seminars, spiritual seminars, and um, and um, personal growth seminars, and meditation, and was just always on retreat. That just became the all-consuming focus of my life. Um, I started getting masters and doctorate degrees just to learn more about spirit and counseling and psychology because I think it's important that we, you know that we don't do a spiritual bypass, that we're well-rounded and we address all levels of consciousness. Um, And I started facilitating spiritual seminars again about 20 years ago. Um, I started uh, 
a class called Soul Danced, which uh, has been running, which ran for a monthly in Los Angeles and Santa Monica for uh, 19 years up until COVID. And, um, and then facilitated spiritual seminars and then have facilitated a few hundred spiritual seminars, some co-facilitated and then more recently solo. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And I also, I also have a private practice, which I've also been doing for many years. Yeah. Right. And I've heard lots of good things about you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. And recently I saw a video on, I think on Instagram that you posted mm -hmm. about your parents who recently passed away very close to each other, if I'm not, okay, so I'm correct on that. Can you yes, talk sir. about what happened when they passed away? Because I think you have an amazing, it had an amazing experience with that. And are you still mm -hmm. in communication with them now? Uh, sure, yes, I can talk about it. And yes, I, I just had a beautiful experience actually with my father this morning. So yes, I am in communication with them. Um, and so what I heard you ask is, is what, like, what was that experience like helping them transition and where did they go? Is that kind yes. of, question? where did they yeah. go? That's part of that's the really interesting go? part. Yes. That's the really interesting part. Okay. So my, my father passed uh, both unexpectedly, completely unexpectedly, both of my parents, my father passed, um, uh, in, uh, June. Uh, June 14th and then um, and I was with him when I got on an airplane as soon as I knew and was with him um, helped him to transition did all kinds of spiritual work with him and he was unconscious for much of it so but you know right before he passed um, he was way he'd been unconscious for many many hours and you know they were expecting him to go any second and all of a sudden and I, I put my hands on him and I started speaking to him in the angelic language and he opened his eyes and said, I love you, and then closed his uh -huh. eyes. And and I know. And I said, of course, I said, I love you, Dad. And um, and the nurse jumped up, ran over and said, oh, my God, did you hear that? He said, I love you, because he hadn't spoken for hours and hours and hours. I mean, we were expecting him to take his last breath at that point. And um, so that was really beautiful for me, of course. And my dad was a brilliant man. And when he passed, he took his last breath. And of course, I allowed myself to sob because, you know, we are multidimensional. And if we don't allow the feelings, right, that wholeness, that empathy, then they just come out sideways later. So and then I followed him where he went and I experienced him go into the halls of rest. So the halls of rest. So we have these bodies and these, you know, these individuations. The halls of rest are really a place where where of course passing for the person who's passing is ecstatic. And we all know that from reading near death experiences and our own out of body travel. And the halls of rest are really where, in my experience, people go to get used to not having a body, get used to being communicated to from within themselves, mm -hmm. um, get used to you know being one with the allness of spirit and the, and so I experienced him there in the halls of rest for a while. And then I would go in and, and, and visit, you know, as often as I could, because of course, you know, I need to live here. And so we had to be very sensitive as to how much we, we um, interface with those who have passed. Um, and then I still went out, it was, so it was just a few days later that I got the call that my mother was on hospice. 
completely wow. unexpected. My mother had no reason to be passing. No, in fact, yeah, they still don't really know why she passed. I do. I believe mm -hmm. I do. So they were divorced 53 years ago. And, mm -hmm. but, but I always believed and not just, I don't think it was just a romantic notion that they were still the loves of each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And of course I, I asked my mother who wasn't really, she went like down like that right after dad passed. And uh, she was put on hospice. I got on a plane again, you know, still grieving my dad, still, still wearing my dad's shirts and still, you know, processing that it was very multidimensional. No, I would, I would go with him and be ecstatic in spirit and then be his daughter. And this was just mm -hmm. a few days after he passed, mind you. And um, so I got on the plane again and went to be with my mother. And I asked inside, you know, why, why, why would they be passing so quickly? And what I heard is they needed to complete on the other side what they did not complete here. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They needed to complete the karma because they were going to go to different places once they passed because they were at different states of evolution. And so my mom needed to catch my dad before he moved to a different place. Oh and gosh. so I walked in with my mom and I was very close to my mom, very, very close to my mom. And I walked in and she was already doing the death rattle you know, where that sound that comes from the throat. And I, and I'm like, Oh my God, I know what this is. I just experienced with my dad, this with my dad. And, um, and the hospice worker said, yes, I'm sorry. I don't, I think it's going to be any moment. Um, and I'm reeling and I put my hands on her and I just started praying over her. I, I sent out, you know, this is the beautiful part of social media. I sent out a messages on social media, you know, please pray for my mother. And I'm, somebody made a calendar and people started signing up and praying for her around the clock. There was not one space empty. And I've done service for, for three decades now from many people. Soul dance, I never took money for in that, you know, thousands of people did it. And so people were so generous in giving back to me. And my mom, I uh, was there for a couple of hours after I arrived and they were expecting this would be her last breath. She opened her eyes. She said, hi, babe. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and long story short, uh, she lived for three more weeks. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And every day they're like, well, she's going to go. Oops, just kidding. She's not, you know, and we, I did prayer communion with her. I just did all kinds of spiritual work, spoke to her and I told her about her archangelic heritage and she got it. You know, when people are that close to passing, they tend to be kind of like a five to 10 year old. So mm. uh, she, I don't really think she knew that she was, she was dying. And I, but I told her about her her heritage. And Anna, she was like, Oh, my gosh, really me? Why? And, you know, we started talking about it. And people would come over and do prayer communion with her. She's in North Carolina, but there are ministers there. And then, um, you know, they say that people sometimes are waiting for someone. And um, my brother had not been there. And I, you know, I basically like had to go like, get my brother sit on him and pull it. it's a complicated story anyway he came over you know we thought for, for sure she's gonna go now that he's said goodbye but she didn't and then I just you know I I got the whole family together and and we we sang to her and then I and then I suddenly had the thought that I think she's hanging on because at this point she's totally unconscious I think she's hanging on 
because I'm here doing all this work with her. And, you know, and I went in and I made her room beautiful with fresh flowers and candles and constant chants and music. And, and I, and I'm, so I said, I'm going to make a plane reservation. So I made a reservation and I was going to leave uh, on a Wednesday at five and uh, Wednesday at, uh, so I got there later because um, she was, um, because I was packing and everything, right? I've been there for three weeks. And um, I got there and at 10 a.m. and my stepfather said, I think it's gonna be really soon. She, I think she moved her foot at, 10, at six, you know? So I ran in and there was my mother's about eight hour old corpse. Mm. And do you know, it was of course shocking to me because you know, if you've seen a corpse, there's no mistaking that there's no life there. And I, helped clean her and anointed her body and thanked every part of it and helped load her onto the hearse. And I went and sat under her magnolia tree and um, I didn't want to watch the hearse drive away. It should have gone to the right. So I went to the left and the hearse turned and went to the left. So clearly I was supposed yeah. to see it drive off. And, um, and of course, again, I allowed the breathing and then I followed her in spirit and it was ecstatic where it was, you know, it's fascinating because literally I was sobbing and then seconds later I was in ecstasy because I experienced, she said, what you call life is such an infinitesimal part of existence and it's ecstatic. And I traveled with her into this whole experience of just being one with all that is which is what we truly are. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the most, I mean, it was just so beyond doubt and, and, and just blissful. And then she, you know, experienced her going into the halls of rest as well, you know, and then, um, and then she, but I didn't experience her staying there all that long. You Can know? you explain so what think, the halls of rest are? Sure. The, <laughs> sure. The halls of rest, you know, I think it's a kind of a poetic term, but it's really, it's where we, in my experience, it's where we go. And it's, and it's a sort of a, I'm not, I didn't not making this up. It's sort of known in spiritual circles. It's that, although maybe called different things. Some people might call it heaven, you know, or sort of heaven's gate where we're, we go into this place. It's like a, a resting place to get used to not having individuation. You think of it, it'd kind of be terrifying if it was just like that, where I'm me and I, you know, I have this cognizance and this identity and all of a sudden I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. right? So it's a, it's a gentle transition where one goes as their soul and just starts to get used to not having a body. You know, they haven't really started to harvest their learnings or go where they're going next but they're, they're just resting in, in the arms of God very consciously. And is there like a timeline when, uh, how long they stay there? Well, that, that, it depends on the evolution of the soul. Some people are so evolved. They don't even go to the halls of rest. They may go a, a dear friend of mine passed away about a week ago, very conscious. He chose when he chose um, medical assistance and um, he, he was very conscious of the whole experience and um, uh, and and um, um, 
and, and what I was told is that he went straight into the soul realm. He didn't, he bypassed the holes of rest, you know? Mm -hmm. So wow. it depends on one's level of, but this is a man who was 85 or something and had been, you know, devoutly of service and lots of spiritual study was in a minister and initiate in the sound current tradition and to know that kind of thing. And, um, so I've been touching in with my parents when I'm allowed and, um, and this morning, my father, I experienced him. My father's a brilliant guy. He, he graduated from med school when he was 16 and came here from India. Hence my name, Das, like Ram Das, um, yeah. although I was born with the name. Um, he, um, I experienced him in the mental level, which didn't surprise me. And, and, but like connecting into the mind of God more. And I, and I actually... Uh, took him traveling with me and he was like wow this is amazing and I said well I think if you if if you do anything a hundred percent that's God you know like if you do this mental level not mental like we're thinking but the higher level of the mental plane um you know that then you I mean Einstein is famous for saying I I, I want to know the mind of God mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, and I, and I said, I, I miss you. I miss, and he said, well, I'm right here. I said, I know, but I miss you. And he's, and I said, well, I see you again. He said, yes, when you pass. Oh. And, and I just started weeping because it was so yeah. real to me. Wow. That's profound and powerful. And I think for a lot of people, it's so reassuring and comforting to know, yeah. you know, I think that some people still question and doubt or are confused by all of this. And so to, to have answers in this way is so beautiful and helps people get to that place of, of realizing that we are all one and, and not putting so much importance on things that are really actually very shallow or low vibration. Um, how, how do you feel that, or how do you help people know how to communicate with angels and how can angels help people? Well, I, um, I, again, I've been doing this for, for decades. And um, so I've just, it's been so profound to just witness hundreds of people who are like, well, I don't know about angels. It's like, no, this is about, this is not about working with angels. Like, I don't recommend working with angels. You know, mm -hmm. people like, huh? Huh? You're the angel lady. I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. My dad would have lo loved that. That would have sounded like the cat lady or something, you know? But, um, <laughs> but, um, no, I recommend working only with the very, very high, pristine, great archangels. And in my experience, what those are, they are like, in my experience, there's, there's what Google Plex, you know, whatever's the biggest number of angels, which, and the angelic realm predated the human by many, 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 many millennia. Whereas this is really a latter day experiment. And, um, and so we, most of us have an angelic heritage and it's not about going back there, trying to squeeze into our pastel robes, you know, where our heptist responsibility was to praise God, whom we never forgot, right? As, as wonderful as that sounds, it's about bringing all of that acumen here. So, it's, so it, there's only about 30 to 50 great archangels. So very high beings, very, very high. Some call them, uh, some of them are called the silent ones where they really like, they're really that bridge from essence, from source to us. Because if we connect to source directly, 
like really, really directly, then the jig would be up. We couldn't pretend this separation anymore. We couldn't pretend, you know, to be individuated. We, we, we wouldn't engage in this godly experience of individuation, right? We couldn't. We could not know what we know. But if we have these living bridges that are barely individuated, then they step down that vibration so we can experience the pure spirit even while we walk this physical plane, but with our eyes cast upwards so that we have that divine remembrance of the angelic coupled with the co-creator, the free choice of man, right? Because angels are born in absolute surrender and remembrance, right? They know that they are God, that they know God's will. They evolve to free choice when they're an archangel, right? Because they, they, and then we are born with free choice. You know, we can bonk our baby sister on the head. We can rape and pillage. We can do whatever we want. We have free choice, right? We're created in God's image in that way. That's what I think that means, although that's a gross simplification of it. But we have free choice. We evolve to angelic divine remembrance. I am God. I surrender all of me to God and to God's will. So then, so we evolved to where angels are born and angels evolved to where we're born. So we work with the hierarchy angelic. What it does is it brings us into that divine remembrance of our own volition. So now we're co-creating like an angel co-creates, surrendered, right, in touch with spirit, but still with that beautiful free choice and that, that co-creatorship of the human. Wow. So you um, and I talked a, a little bit offline about you doing a little bit of channeling for us would you mind doing that now? Sure, of course. <laughs> okay. And tell <laughs> me what you when? <laughs> Do you want me to just channel a message? Do you want me to work with one of you? Tell me a little bit more what you'd like. So I think we could do individual um, little little quickie messages. What do you think, okay. Kim? Sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So individual messages for the each each of you or yeah. Yeah, unless you're your getting something for us as a group, either way. Well, I think we would do like a little bit for each of you and then for the group. How's that sound? Okay. Awesome. And we have 14 minutes. I'll have to speak okay. dial an angel. <laughs> no rush or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so um what would how so which one of you wants to go first? Okay, I'll go. All right, all right, love. So what, tell me, Eden, is there um, a concern, a quandary, something you'd like a, a, a support from a, a spirit about? Absolutely, yes. Do I say it out loud, though? Yes, please. And what I what I need to know is, is I also work in people's aura when I work with them. Is that okay with you? Yes. Okay, you'll just see my hand moving like that. That's Okay. Okay. So, um, you can you want to be vague for your uh, confidentiality um be yeah. as vague as you be as vague as you like and, and spirit will will know what you're what you're talking about okay and just to remind you you and i kind of talked about this before mm -hmm. i know okay. what you're talking about yep yes mm -hmm. so it's that um should i say more though and uh what would your question be so the question is um Gosh, I didn't think of a question beforehand. Um, Kim, what's my question? Oh, 
how about you say, um, will my, um, will what is meant for me be returned to me um, better than it was before soon? Will it ever return to me? <laughs> when you're saying it, you're referring to what you texted me about. Yes. Okay. So looks like spirit is and your aura starting to move, which is what when I'm just going to pull some things out of your aura. Looks like uh, spirit is working with your inner child, your basic self, who is in deep grief. And can I go into a past life? Yeah. Looks like there's a past life where you took your life when you lost this person. And when we take our life, and, and it was a it was a, just a a grievous offense because you had a very beautiful spiritual child who was to be an adept of spiritual votary. Um, and um, when we have a suicide in a past life, we'll make recreate a similar situation and make a better choice. So, so love it. If you keep breathing in and out this life, you've cleared that karma and that's a great karma to clear. So if you would, and I can tell you kind of feeling the emotion of that. So just Forgive the judgments, forgive yourself for taking your life. You did not know better. If you had, you would have done differently. You know, so just have yeah. really wrap your hand, arms around yourself and have compassion and just inside yourself. Just And you can do this, Kim, and anybody who's listening, I forgive myself for judging myself, for harming myself in any way because of unrequited love. I forgive myself. I did not know better. If I had known better, I would have done better. And, and that can include that can include thinking that there's something wrong with us. Oh, yeah. if I were better, if I were more worthy, this wouldn't be happening. Nobody, you know, um, yeah. And and honey, that's a way of harming yourself, right? It's not true. It's just not. See, karma is what attracts. And if somebody is being attracted elsewhere, that is just karma. No more romantic or less romantic than that, and not personal. I know that's hard because it feels so personal and it feels anguishing and, and right. So deep compassion for that, deep compassion for your heart. It's just your spirit knows it's not anything to do with your worth, right? Nothing to do with your worth. So to answer, so forgive all the judgments and let it go. Deep breath and let all that go, let that past life go. And anybody listening, if you sense this applies to you, just let it go. Give it back to God that you can walk in grace. And so now it looks like you have um, Archangel Michael, who's uh, an archangel, very profound angel. Um, Edgar Casey and Rudolf Steiner call him the harbinger of the Christ. It's not a religious thing. It's, it's, it's the bringer of grace. And of course, the spiritual warrior angel. And he says, beloved, that one you pine for, the one you ache to return your love is just a reflection of the depth of you wanting to know your own loving. It's understandable that you would ask, will, will we be together? Will it come to pass what I want? 
we all ask those questions, do we not? And the answer in your case and in most cases is it matters not so much the end result, it matters the way in which you hold your heart and yourself during the process. You have a particular karma, this is specific for you, you have a particular karma with this person of them pulling out and coming towards you and pulling out and coming towards you, which actually keeps you more hooked in because you feel like you're missing out. You feel like what it does is it is it brings up the parts in you that feel lack. This is an opportunity for you to shore up those parts that feel lack, for you to truly fall in love with yourself like you want to be fallen in love with. If you want love, love. If you want love, be love. And when you're in that place of fullness, then that person that you want will not be able to help but be attracted to you but you can't do it for that reason, for it to work in that way. It's really got to be an end stop. And then whatever relationship you attract will be attracted out of that fullness. Mm. That was beautiful for everyone, I think, in, in so many ways, regardless of, of the situation. Amazing yeah. reminders. Um, Thank you. Sure. I will just. I will just. I just want to say. Sorry. Sorry. Really quick for Eden. Um, yeah. I like if we were in a private session or, or in a class, I would get much more specific. But for your privacy, yeah. Yeah. that's why I said. But still, it still stands. Okay. Got it. Okay. okay thank you. Of course. <laughs> All right, Kim, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, we only have a few minutes and I definitely want you to, um, I want you to be able to share more about what you offer. So just in the last few minutes, if you have anything for, for Eden and I about our book project or podcast. Your book project or podcast, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. I would call upon the Archangel Ariel and the angelic closer to Ariel. Um, Ariel is the archangel of creation and creativity. And so it's really a, a challenge to you both to, to take your vision and let it expand even more and stretch you out beyond what you could possibly fathom because it's, it's really where you allow the book the 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 book to write you right where you allow the podcast to to speak you where it's it really is a given over and where you and it looks like it would be helpful for you to decide if you want to reach you know many many people or if you want to um reach fewer and go into a more pristine area that not as many can go into and neither are good or bad there is not a good or bad on that there is just a decision to be made and once that decision is made then spirit can support that clarity and it's it's an, also a reminder that um, something that i heard my spiritual teacher say years ago when someone said well i want to write a, a book about god but i don't feel worthy 
you know, I do all these human things. And he said, it's not that you are worthy to write a book about God. It's that God is worthy to be written about. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's, and, and what I'm hearing is, um, for whatever reason, that there might be a, a, a partner or um, an influence, a masculine, divine masculine energetic that could be really balance it out and get it moving. Yeah. Right? Take it, take, take the, take sort of, you know, give roots to your wings. So that's what I hear about that. Makes sense. That's, helpful. that's true. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. That was beautiful. Um, we would love to know more about how can people work with you or find you or, you know, look at your videos, etc. Um, well, I have tons of free videos on YouTube and my YouTube is just my name, Alicia K. Das. So A-L-I-S-H-A-K-D-A-S. So tons of free videos and meditations. And then um, I'm doing a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube live uh, at 9.30 a.m. every Saturday, also free. On my website, aliciadoss.com is where they can find, uh, you know, online course materials. And I'm in the middle of a class series now called Ascend, but they can purchase prior classes, uh, Rise and Soar, um, which preceded Ascend. And then I'm also going to be doing, I'm deciding now what I'm going to do, a a more exclusive, smaller coaching group or a, a more larger, like a membership club. And then my newsletter they can sign up for my newsletter on my website thank you awesome yeah okay i'm going on there enjoyed (laughs) we enjoyed having you and um i'm sure we'll get a lot of great feedback from our audience and we really appreciate you it's so my pleasure and if you like i can do a 30 second blessing for you and for your listeners oh yeah thank you yes even if it's 40 seconds that would be okay (laughs) Awesome. So beloved Lord God, we just ask that anything that is less than love, any karma imbalance, negativity, just be taken and transmuted as we step into an open, into and as the light of the Holy Spirit, seeing each of us holding hands, creating a circle of light, and that circle of light radiates out into the globe in an ever- upward arching spiral of loving, opening into the million points of light of existence of which we are all a pristine drop of pure shimmering grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. What a way to end a podcast episode. Right? (laughs) We'll just say peace, everyone, and sending everyone love and joy. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Alicia. Bye-bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. 
If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.